Welcome back to At First Glance with your host, Erica Francis. I had to let, I, I didn't, so <laughs> I had the giggle, it was loading. I did also giggle before this. I have a special guest. We've been catching up. I always like to catch up with people before we start, but we're going to roll into it and I'm going to ask him, that's your hint, it's a him, uh, <laughs> my first question, which is, what is your name? How's it going, Miss Erica? <laughs> Thanks for having me on here. Thank you. <laughs> My name is Mr. Alpha Patron mm-hmm. from Seattle, Washington. Yes. First generational family from Africa. So, nice. yeah. And we in LA now. Nice. Listen, <laughs> so, we, we all got here somehow. Come on now. With the glory of the Lord. I also like to take a time to think about my first glance of people. But Ooh. interesting enough, I don't remember exactly when I met you, but I remember like I like sometimes I can remember like the date and like what was going on and when someone was like this, but I just remember like your character. Like I remember eventually meeting you and you being like, Oh, like hi, my name's Alpha, and I'm like, Oh, I'm Erica. And just like mm. you were just smiling. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, like he's like, he's happy. Like he's a happy like I just remember that that about you like i don't remember the day i don't remember obviously i know that we were at church because that's how we met but like i can't pinpoint it but i just remember being like nice (laughs) he's happy let's go (laughs) like and that i think that you bring that with you in so many different spaces of just being like happy and joyful and joyous thank you thank you thank you um (laughs) (laughs) my guests know what god is doing Making a black man blush, man. At least it's just audio right now, y'all. I can't see my face. So many times, my best friend always told me she's like, "I can tell when you're smiling." I was like, "You know, we just, we just be smiling and and blushing and laughing and having a good time on the podcast." Um, my second question is, who are you at first glance? Mm. Mm-hmm. And we're also having some tea. We're real comfortable today. Oh yeah, oh yeah. First glance, um, yeah, I'll kind of just say like everything you just said, mm-hmm. um. You know, I mean, I think that's what people tell me, at least, like, I feel uplifted, mm-hmm. I feel better, I feel safe. Um, and yeah, and then I think, you know, I I have like this gift. Um, I think I get it from my mom, honestly, where mm-hmm. it's just like, you kind of like bring the best out of people, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Vocalize how much you appreciate them, yeah. how much you, you know, love them. Yeah. I think like that took me a while to really develop mm-hmm. as a kid because you know just like what you said i was i was pretty shy too yeah you know? so yeah. it took me a while to really you know get confidence in that mm-hmm. so yeah i would say uplifting you know mm-hmm. that's like for sure i like what you said about it took time to develop and i think like first of all shout out to all the shy kids all the formerly shy kids you know sometimes we can get back into it and we got to be really working hard like okay god yeah i'm gonna make the new friend i, I know you said but there's something to be said because you'll never forget where you came from Mm -hmm. and in you being able to pull things out of people like you said people say that you make them feel safe i think that's such an important quality and like characteristic and attribute Mm. but as a formerly shy kid you can go into a room and see everyone's big personalities and be like oh my gosh that's so cool and you're doing this and that's so cool I'm going to go talk to the person who's not talking to nice. anybody. I'm going to go make that shy or that unseen person feel seen mm-hmm. because I used to be that person in a room. Like I used to be the talk, shy kid. Talk. So now I'm going to go and intentionally seek out the shy kid to make them know, like, even in your shyness, you're seen. Woo. <laughs> she preaching today. Monday afternoon. Come on now. 
because people think that you know to be seen you have to have the big personalities but it's like the formerly shy kid will always seek out the quiet people in the room we don't talk about that enough erica (laughs) i'm glad you said that when i was a kid yeah it's really important in like people feeling you don't have to be one way to be accepted or to feel safe like Mm. you can be quiet and that's still good you can be shy and that's still good you can be a little timid you can be a little passive like that doesn't disqualify you from being seen jeez yeah that's good and i feel like even like the media just like you know Mm -hmm. it's like a miseducation you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. comparing people's high life to like your low life Mm -hmm. and it's just like comparisons of thief of joy sometimes yeah (laughs) (laughs) put the phone on do not disturb forgot the alarm comparison does you know what i mean I mean, even with me, like, to this day, like, yeah, like, you know, obviously you see, like, people doing this mm-hmm. in Italy every other day, mm-hmm. oh, and it's yeah, like, yeah. golly, and like, got jobs. Yeah, yeah, and LA's kind of crazy about that, too, and I was telling, talking to my friend the other day, and I was like, LA's crazy because it's both the high life and the low life, like, Jeez. I've never seen homelessness and poverty like I do here, but at the same time, in conjunction with that, I've seen colors and makes and models of cars that I didn't even like. Right, you can right. just be minding your business and all of a sudden you're like, dang, like a cherry red, deep, dark purple Ferrari <laughs> would be nice. And it's like, you didn't even think about this exactly. up until the point that you saw it. And I feel like a lot of people are chasing that highlight because they'll be fine. My friend's got a luxury apartment. They got, they got an opening at this place. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's this weird comparison where like, yesterday that didn't even matter huh. <laughs> <laughs> enemy knows how to slide slides oh, through the cracks you know what i mean Golly. but we're on to him you can't see my finger wagging but we're on to oh, him seriously <laughs> it's just crazy just how like you know it's crazy just like to think about how like yeah the enemy would know the bible mm-hmm. almost you know what i mean a lot more than you would mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like he knows scripture yeah you know what i mean he knows you or he th- he's trying to he's trying to like figure out yourself you know yeah. what i mean trying yeah. to tell you lies about yourself yeah and it's like i don't know it's you like be thoughts sharp. you gotta be sharp you, you know what i mean you gotta so be sharp. sharp golly uh um i'm gonna ask you this question but for for anybody who has listened to the previous episode with Thaddeus and he talked about his friend Alpha who <laughs> now I'm like you are the eighth grade evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> eighth grade evangelist, come on. <laughs> who you know had the time to sit down with him with some nachos and seeking people out and, and helping them find safety. Oh yeah. Um my question is <laughs> who are you when we really look again? So at first glance, mm. and, and that's what, you know, we were having a conversation about how this got birth. At first glance you can look at someone and be like, okay, cool. But as people get to know you, as you get to know yourself, who are you? What are some things that come up for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty goofy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm pretty, um, I would say, like, introspective on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like to think a lot before like I speak. To, yeah, like, we like to, me and Alpha like to have deep conversations. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, I met Erica in one day and we're always already talking about our life story. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know I mean? So yeah, you know, I, I like to I like to go there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I'll say also just like unapologetically myself, mm-hmm. I would say for sure, you yeah. know. And like, you know, just trying to also find different, you know, things about myself that, you know, um you figured out through living through life mm-hmm. and you know, experiencing new things, seeing what you like, seeing what you don't like, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, honestly just learning. 
Yeah. So the young kid is just learning. Yeah. You know? I also want to take a moment to talk about your expression of yourself because you have it comes out in your style and the way that you dress like you're very you're very, you wow you are a very expressive dresser Word. like yeah because like, i remember one time uh-huh. like i think you it was like a vest i was like yo i was like that's a cool fit you're like this like this like you didn't even oh, think about true. it but like that's how you express yourself and i mm. think about people who are into fashion, into arts, things like that, like the different ways that we express ourselves. Right. Um, you know, he will talk about it, but shameless plug because, you know, Alpha, he'd, he'd be doing the musics, okay? <laughs> um, and just the as being a creative person, the ways that you express yourself in different mediums. And so mm. I'm honoring the ways that you express oh, yourself thank in you. style because, listen, y'all, my friends be styling and profiling, okay? Everyone's <sighs> humble. Everyone's humble. We, we are a humble crowd, but we be we be dressing. He said we be dressing. We be dressing. We be dressing, we be dressing for the kingdom, you know. Oh, no. You know. Kingdom business. Why can't you be? You could be a fly Christian, you know, fly <laughs> believer. Come on now. Um, my fourth question, and you know, we are always open to tangents over here, so we can get into whatever we get into. Is what was a point where part of your identity came together? I always say when or where, and I explain it as work consistently becoming mm. constantly evolving but there are certain highlights in our mo- in our lives that are moments where it kind of god shows you yourself and you're mm. kind of like oh shoot like this mm. is what you've been trying to tell me or like this is who i am mm. i would probably call them reflection moments where kind of you're just doing something you're just doing life and god kind of holds up a mirror and is like this is you Wow. Like I want you to see yourself in this moment mm. or like I'm teaching you something about yourself or who you'll become. And so it is a very deep question. And usually people are like, dang, Eric. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> fourth question, four questions in. But what if you can recall? And it can be as big as you want it to be or it can be something so small. For sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I think. Um, so when I first started making music and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it was um I actually had like a love at first sight moment when I saw Lecrae perform live in concert. Oh. You know what I mean? It was like this thing called $10 for 10 concerts. And like he was one of the performers. Wow. And I literally had a love at first sight moment because like I was like, yo, like I didn't know like Christians can make hip hop and be yeah. cool about it. You feel me? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when I saw him, I was like, I always want to reach people. I just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And then in that moment, I was like, boom. You're like locked in. Let's go. And so I rallied the boys, like, you know, two weeks later. And I was like, yo, let's do a talent show. Uh-huh. Here's the thing, though. We're going to say it's a joke. So if, we, if we're bad, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're going to soften the blow. We're going to soften the blow, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. just go up there and have fun. And then I think, when, you know, once I grabbed the mic, you know, we just coexisted, you uh-huh. know? And so um, that's kind of how I got into music. And so wow. with the music, like you said, it was an expression of myself as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't really see the bigger picture behind it at mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. until like I started getting feedback from other people. Mm-hmm. So I went to college and I dropped this song called Grateful and mm-hmm. um, just, the, just the responses from that song on how it really helped people mm-hmm. through this season, uplifted them to this day, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uplifted them through when they're feeling down and stuff like that. And I was like, boom. Wow. I think that's what it is. Wow. I really think that's what it is because it was like, it was just like a 
a combination of me just really being open and honest about who I am, mm -hmm. you know, my past, my family, my parents, mm -hmm. where I come from as a, you know, first generational immigrant African mm -hmm. boy raised in the suburbs, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> That's <laughs> a story to tell. Right, right. And it's just like, why fake? Why fake ourselves? Why not be real so mm -hmm. you can help the next little alpha or the next little boy, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's kind of where I found, you know, a piece of my purpose, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just to really like inspire mm -hmm. through my journey. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, that does make sense. That's so beautiful. I'm going to reverse engineer it because hey. I, I heard a couple of things there, but um, vulnerability. Mm. and how much our generation loves to hate vulnerability because like we want other people to be vulnerable we're like oh i want to get to know you i want to like right. know what you're like like we we want to hear all of those things we hate being vulnerable ourselves because huh. yeah. you know it makes you uncomfortable mm -hmm. you're like exposed it's given garden of eden you're like oh my god oh, I'm, naked. I'm, I'm naked and ashamed i'm naked and unafraid like which one am i <laughs> but I think, and I think me and Daddy has got into a little bit of this. So I'll be telling people, shout out. Shout out. Shout out to the godly gentleman, okay? Come on now. Just recreating re the mold for men out there in the world and the standard because so many people struggle with vulnerability. Jeez. And I know that culture has made it so hard for men to be vulnerable because you're penal penalized. Mm -hmm. gotta, sometimes I got to say words slow to make sure I get them right. You're a queen. <laughs> you, you know, you are made to feel shame and guilt and all this stuff. And so a lot of men, and I remember even having this conversation. I had so crazy when God brings things together. I overheard this conversation twice yesterday with two different groups of guys mm. talking about how like, you know, because stereotypically men, y'all will play basketball in a minute. You know, can I meet you at the courts? Yeah. You don't really have conversations. Mm -hmm. you, it's like watching a movie. You're just enjoying your time ah, together. Let's go. But when you get into spaces where you can be vulnerable and exist, how are you? Mm -hmm. Where are you? What's going on in your life? Like men don't have an, a lot of spaces like that. Or when you are vulnerable, it's used against you. Mm. Well, because you told me last week, or, you know, ah, or, or women sometimes weaponize men's vulnerability. You're open with a, with, with a person, and they're like, oh, I'm going to take that and use it against you. And you're like, you know what? The shop is closed. I'm not oh, going to be vulnerable again. Golly. And How many times I've seen that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's traumatizing. Golly. It's traumatizing. It will make you like shut right down. And I, I hate that for people, but I also know that your experience is like, that's what you're navigating through when you're like, oh, I've been vulnerable in your life. If, if you're vulnerable and you're always met with a no, your brain is going to tell you, hey, we ain't doing this no more. <laughs> right. We're shutting off. And it gets it, it takes away from experiences when God wants to restore that and be like, I know that 90% of your life, I know that 95% of your life, you've been punished for your vulnerability, but I want to change that for you. Mm -hmm. But it's hard when it's been your lived experience because who's going to change your lived experience? I can't come to you and tell you all your years of your life have been fake huh. or, or right. that's not, that's not validating. Mm -hmm. But when God's like, but I want to restore all of those years in your life. And again, yes. I told you tangents, but really in, in you said your vulnerability is not only for you, which it never is. It's for the next generation. It's for other people. It's mm -hmm. so that other men can be like, well, if I see him being vulnerable and I know that there are now safe spaces for vulnerability, mm. maybe I can be vulnerable too. Come on. Because there is victory in vulnerability. It just 
sometimes suck and it doesn't really feel victorious. <laughs> right. <laughs> it doesn't always feel good. But there's something to say in a generation that wants to walk in honesty mm. and transparency and vulnerability even when it's tough and not like a fake like i want to tell my truth and i want to blah, blah blah because sometimes people get caught in telling their truth and not realizing like sis sir your mm. truth is harmful right or right. it's it's insensitive and mm. just because you want to be you doesn't mean that you have to treat other people certain ways Come on. and so that's just my little high horse that i got on but i love that you said you know in you expressing yourself and getting a bit of your purpose then opened up so much perspective for what God was really calling you to do and how that not only in your song, but in your life, which is probably why you wrote the song and you Mm -hmm. can correct me if I'm wrong, because we ain't doing assumptions over here, but came from a place of gratitude. Mm. Because when we come from a place of gratitude, that's when our perspective opens up and that's when we can really see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And also, Again, just rambling here, but sometimes we think that we have to know it all to get started. Huh, facts. And we have to have all the, the like, you were like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm not really sure. But the, the bravery and the courage it takes to go without knowing all the pieces and the beauty of God, because he will always give you the pieces if you go. Jeez. The problem is sometimes we don't start because we're like, yeah, no, my navigation system is not... Um, set up so I'm not going. Mm-hmm. And God's like, I need you to get in the car. <laughs> I need you right. to turn it on. I need you to go in faith. Mm-hmm. And when you get, like, once you start, I was about to have a, a Canadian versus American, like at 500 meters, but you'll be using miles over here. Ah, so in two miles, once you're driving, I will then tell you to go left. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we don't get in the car until we want the map. We want everything set in stone, firmly confirmed, like, okay, this is how I get to here. And God's like, that's not how I work. Exactly, because it's like, you need faith. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If he told you exactly your next steps, everything you need to do, mm-hmm. like, what's the point of faith? <laughs> you exactly. Know I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So that's why it's just like a scary territory because it's mm-hmm. like, yo, like, I need faith to mm-hmm. get into that car. I mm-hmm. need faith to jump out of that boat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so like, yo, that's a real thing. I'm glad you, I'm glad you touched that. Yeah. Girl. I have sometimes they go a little bit off the off the books, which is what I'm about to do now. But um, me and Alpha were laughing about earlier how sometimes or often we have good friends in our lives that we see in increments and that we don't know much about them because we see them in increments. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question that I don't think I know the answer to. Okay, <laughs> which is, um, why did you move to L.A.? Ooh, yes. As you just talked about faith. I know that that requires a lot of faith, but I don't know the story of how you got here. Yes, so I was in I was nineteen years old. Uh huh. Ooh, bold nineteen. Bold nineteen in college, right? Uh huh. I went to Liberty University. Uh huh. Um, with the university, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, you obviously invest a lot of money and a lot mm-hmm. of time into mm-hmm. being successful within your degree. Mm-hmm. So me, it was like a 40 percent ratio, right? Sixty mm-hmm. percent in school, forty percent into music, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the 40% I was getting from music in terms of time, mm-hmm. I was starting to see, like, lucrative um, lucrative rewards from that in mm-hmm. terms of just impact and, you know, opportunities and performing and, you know, numbers and all that stuff. And so I was like, yo, I, I just watched this sermon mm-hmm. by Mike Todd called Crazy Faith. <laughs> 2019, that was when he first, like, launched that month. You know what I mean? Let's talk about how lives were changed. <laughs> yes. And so, like, I remember there was, like, this little, like, black christian 
um, Bible study mm -hmm. Wednesday night. I was mm -hmm. like, yo, this, my boy was bugging me to go pull mm -hmm. up, pull up, pull up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, I can't. I got to do assignments. I got to mm -hmm. do this, that, and the third. And mm -hmm. honestly, I'm really not trying to do that right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I pulled up to that club and then it wasn't even a club. It was, he just had this projector screen. Mm -hmm. And it was literally like a couple of days after he dropped that crazy faith. Mm -hmm. Boom. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I needed. That's exactly what I need to do. And in that moment, I was like, I don't want to do 40, 60. I want to do 100%. Wow. And so I was like, okay, boom. I do 100% what I need to do to get to that 100%, right? Uh-huh. And um, I was- Ooh, that's good. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I was thinking about moving to Atlanta, New York, or LA. Mm -hmm. Mostly Atlanta or New York, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think the biggest hurdle for me was just telling my parents about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, African parents, you know what I mean? Get to Berkeley, go to school. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so like- <laughs> I think it was just such a big moment for my mom to see, you know, mm -hmm. her little man going to college and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, yeah, I was kind of doing it for her, you know, mm -hmm. in a sense, you know, I mean, just to, you know, make her proud and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And um, it was it was a hard pill for her to swallow, you yeah, know. Just yeah. to, you know it's I, a tough transition. I mean, me too. Like, if I was a dad and my son said, I'm dropping out of school to become a rapper, like, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, yo, I need some receipts. I need some, like, you know what I mean? What are you doing? Exactly. Like, this is like a big like step this mm -hmm. is a big risk in mm -hmm. your life mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so like that's when i had to provide with her like um a plan mm -hmm. a game plan of what i was actually gonna do mm -hmm. and how i was gonna do it and how you know i was gonna make margin for god it's all about making margin you know mm -hmm. what I mean? we can mm -hmm. have our plans all our all our life but you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah i make margin for god I to work that. you know I what i mean that. and so yeah my margin was I'm going to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Rents this much money. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this to make that money. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be plugged in with this circle, with mm -hmm. this group, mm -hmm. with this. You know what I mean? And you have to have the PowerPoint. Like, all right, this <laughs> is why I'm yes. moving, and this is how I'm gonna go about it. Exactly. Look on slide two. Follow in your printout. <laughs> follow in your printout. You know what I mean? This is, this is what I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At my forty percent. Mm -hmm. And so I just don't want to have the what if. You yeah. know, the what if factor. Yeah. And so. Amen. You know, and so I, I told my friend Thaddeus actually, he was like, yo, Patron, you know, why don't you, why don't you come to the wild, wild west coast, you know, come to LA. I was like, you know, man, it's like, damn, it's kind of like expensive, you know, like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's more for like, you know, the, the acting, like, I don't know if it's for me. And then I really meditated on that. And I was like, called him one day and I was like, let's do it. Because uh -huh. when you go with somebody like, that's like family friends yeah. to you, like it's, it's different. It's different. But just going to like an unknown territory by yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, we, you know, rallied up the whip, drove down there from Seattle, 16 hours. Wow. You know what I mean? We had the adrenaline pumping, so that 16 hours felt like two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically, just rolling. Hey, hey. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, it was great. It was great, you know? So we moved to LA together, you know? Mm -hmm. He had his grandma at the time, so we lived with her for, for a little bit, for mm -hmm. a while, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's just been, honestly, it's been good ever since. You know, God's just been revealing to me a lot of new things. I never really thought I would get close to God being in LA, yeah, you know, yeah, I was pretty content with my relationship with God, but you know, there's always a He's new like, level. There's more. There's always more, and yeah, I went deeper. My life was transformed, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think He just reveals so many things, mm -hmm. so many things about myself and mm -hmm. about my priorities, mm -hmm. and yeah, Could God be showing you yourself God, for real, for real. And you're like, but I thought, and He's like, mm. Mm -mm. Right. Look and, at this. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, like one of those things where you won't really like receive that until mm -hmm. you 
give until you serve, yeah. until you really wake up and yeah. really give it all to him. Yeah. One thing you revealed to me was like, yo, Alpha, you're not giving me 100% right now. Mm-hmm. What you mean, Pops? <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, you know, you're not, it's like 80-20, mm-hmm. you know? You got to, you're putting music ahead, you're putting your career ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I know you're ambitious. Mm-hmm. I know you're a businessman, mm-hmm. but you got to trust me with this. Mm-hmm. You got to trust me with this. With the Lord. You know, lay it before the altar, lay mm-hmm. it before my feet, you mm-hmm. know? Trust me with your money. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trusting with my money, mm-hmm. with my time, with mm-hmm. my, 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 my talents, you know? I'm nodding aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Been so. There. Once I really started giving him my, you know, my ties, you know, because obviously, like, I was just, like, traumatized from the past in terms of mm-hmm. churches and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so I didn't really see the value, you know. I was like, you know, I, mean, I don't give $10 to the homeless, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, that's tidy, right? Mm-hmm. But, it, you know what I mean? But it wasn't, it wasn't, like, the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so once I started really pouring into the house and, you know, serving and mm-hmm. all that stuff, that's when, like, my mind and my heart really opened up mm-hmm. to another level, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just been good ever since. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think that not often do we have conversation about when God hits us with ourselves and how like it's he's so gracious and gentle, but it's never a cute moment. Like he's like, hey, yo. (laughs) And you're like, God. And he's like, yeah, look, check it. It's almost like, um, have you seen videos when people take recordings of babies when they're crying and mm. the baby is crying and then they show them like this is you this is how huh. you look right now and the baby's Golly. like well hold on that's me and they like instantly stop crying like who is that like right. am i the drama times in our lives where god's like hey i love you so much i just want to show you that you've got some idols Jeez, that the, you you got a little idolatry going Jeez. on. You got sometimes you got a lot of idolatry, and the humbling that it takes to be like, dang, I messed up. Right, I messed up, and I'm not gonna make the reality that I messed up shame me into running away. I'm going to come to you because when you think about childhood, mm. where we let our parents down, we let our families mm. down, like some of that shame is like, go sit over there. You're grounded, right? Or, you know, you're getting beat. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can't do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. There's that aspect of, like, when I do something wrong, I have to hide. I have to to hide myself. And God's like, you know, when you do something wrong, I want you to be even more seen. Let's go. I want you to come to me with that. And that's a hard lesson to learn as, you know, God reparents us from the way we've been naturally and societally parented. Mm -hmm. Of, like, when you do bad, you run. Then I think about the prodigal son. Jeez. And, you know, oh, I'm out. I, I can't come back to this place. Right. And when he remembers, like, it actually doesn't matter what I do. My father loves me for who I am. And he comes back. And, you know, you have the both perspectives of him coming back and then also the older brother being like, but I was loyal this whole time. Right. Blah, blah, blah. For us not to have that attitude, especially mm. when God's calling other people back. Now I'm on a now I'm on a tangent about judgment and not Ooh. judging, you know, yeah. what 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 Christians, what believers, what children of God look like, because he's calling back a lot of people right now. And you know, I think people talk about like you're gonna be surprised who you see in heaven because there's no one look Golly. to being a child of God. Golly. He's Golly. calling all of us into openness and calling us all into like, yeah, you messed up. And unlike in the earthly sense, when you messed up and you're you're meant to look away, 
No, you mess up and you come. Mm. And you come into my presence and I still have good things for you. And like, just how deep that love runs <laughs> right. is wild. Jeez. Like, because we're just like, oh my gosh, I can't because, you know, I gotta have all my ducks in her. And just think about culture, uh, relationships, fam. I gotta have all my ducks in her and I gotta have the career. And who am I if I don't have the this? And I need this, I need this. And God's like, you need none of that. Come on. You, all of that is just everything else. And we are so caught up in the everything else. And he's like, literally, I just want to give you the kingdom. But that's the only answer we need. That's the only answer we need. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. You know it's what hard. I mean? I had to like, you know, I was like, look, there was a moment when there was just like, if you want me to do this, it's cool. Because <laughs> I have you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you want me to like, you know, plunge toilets, mm-hmm. it's cool. Because mm-hmm. I have you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I only want to do this if. If this is what you want me to do, yeah. type of thing, you know. And so, yeah, I'm really glad you said that. Yeah, me always having to clear my throat. That's <laughs> <clears> tea. <throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> mm-hmm. Taking a moment come to on. get our voices back. Hey, I can preach. Sometimes in life, you got to take a moment to get your voice back. But I love, like you said, with your song, humbleness and gratitude, because yeah, you know. I think of the least of these and how God has to serve, but also when you're willing to be like God, like when you're willing to be postured, like how you said, God, if I have to punch toilets, I might have a little bit of a heavy hissy fit in the beginning. I'm not gonna lie, but if I have to punch toilets, like and that's where you want me, then you are going to do what you want in that space. Mm. And I think about David and mm. being with the sheep, like God, if you want me to just, I remember in a season where I was. I'm waiting for the visa. I'm waiting for the job. Mm, it's not making right. sense. Why am I in yeah. LA? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, so, but are you applying to work? Like, are you, what kind of visa? And all these questions. And I remember asking God, what do you want me to do? And he was like, tend to your sheep. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Wow. But it was to tending to the people around me. Oh, yeah. And those were my sheep in that season. And what he did with that was amazing. And and continuing, what he did was amazing, but it had to be my obedience of like, I need you to not care what your life looks like to other people. I need you to be concerned with how your life looks like to me. Bar. Mm. Golly. <laughs> you said at first glance, you're talking about me at first glance. Well, mm-hmm. I just want to you know, circle back to you at first Ooh. glance now. You know what I mean? Let's go reciprocal with this, okay, you know? Because okay, okay. like, when you said like 10 to your sheet, mm-hmm. I think that was my first impression of, impression of you. Wow. Serving others, you know, oh, being me, there for, the for girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Serving others, being there, like, I feel like every girl or a lot of girls who I talked to in Zoe mm-hmm. were always talking about how great you were. Oh, and God. How much you... <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. I really, I really have to let you know on your Thank own podcast, you. you know? And so, yeah, you embodied that. Thank Golly, you. you embodied that. And so... Yeah, just keep keep doing it, man. Thank you. Keep, keep keep going. Wow, look at me. Look at look at this real time being able to be a receiver, mm. and for all of the people who are givers, like you know, give, right. Alpha, come speak mm-hmm. on my podcast. I just want to, and having to sit now and be like, thank you, I received that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you, I mean, like if you guys didn't know, like Erica, you know, scared the city of LA, told her <laughs> she was gonna move away. You know, what I mean, for forever, seemed like you know, going back to Canada. Eh? <laughs> And then I just remember just like, yeah, the impact you had on like the woman and, you know, my friends and all like mm-hmm. JV on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And 
you know? And so, like, yeah, you definitely had such an impact on those people and on me, Thank too. You. And so, like, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I got to say. I'm glad Thank you're back. You. I remember in talking about rough seasons and being like, God, like, what do you want me to do? I remember, and crazy faith, not only crazy faith, but crazier faith. Yes. With both of those, like, and just be like, okay, God, like, let's go. <sighs> I don't know where we're going, but I'm gas. Uh-huh. And then running out of gas. Ooh. And in those moments where, you know, you get into the season that you started with so much adrenaline mm-hmm. and like probably like you and Thaddeus's trip to LA, like by those right. last couple of hours, you're like, I'm kind of weary, a little tired. Mm. And just being that girl at church and every, like, I tell you about vulnerability. I did not. And I started the podcast saying, like, I used to be in Mind Your Business Ministries. Like, ah. you don't got to know. <laughs> you ain't got to know. It's none of your business. And then God being like, I need you to share. 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 Yes. I need you to share what I'm doing, even when you don't even know. And I remember just constantly sharing, constantly giving of myself, hearing, oh, my gosh, that's so amazing. That's such a great testimony. And being like, God, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of being inspirational. Like I want, wow, like I'm, I'm tired of giving. I'm tired of, but like I'm burnt out. And him, and then his response being, "Tend to your sheep," and being like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, here we go to the mm-hmm. small group and the serve." And like you know, me and Alpha know when you're serving Sundays, like you're you're clocking in hours. Like you get, oh, to, like I mean, I wasn't on load in with they starting real early, but you're at church from like eight thirty in the morning to eight thirty at night. Like you are, yeah. you're, it's a day of service. Mm-hmm. And I remember so many people. Ah, where you, what are you, what, so what are you doing in LA? And your visa's almost expiring, and it's been six months. And all these Jeez. questions. And I remember nobody had me, obviously, but God, but like some of my friends at Zoe who were like, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. You're going to get that visa. You're going to boot. And I was like, okay, God, like full faith, full force. And then November hit. And I was like, it's okay. God, God's got a midnight hour. Wow. Come on. Like middle of November. And I was like, God, you know, I literally have a journal entry. God, it is 1145 in my life right now. (laughs) You're the God of midnight and midnight's approaching. I know that you know, because you know all things, but what's going on. Mm -hmm. And having, I'll never forget, you know, a lot of people think about, oh, you know, would you want to have dinner with Kanye or Jay-Z? But Chandler Moore is my answer. Chandler Moore, because I remember, I just want to say thank you to him and, and what he has done. I remember finding out that I had to go back to Canada. And I remember how broken that made me because I'm like, God, I didn't even want to be here. You're the one. And I had no one. And all that, all those real feelings. And I literally remember Chandler Moore had done a worship night at Social Dallas and it's like four hours. And I just remember pressing play and just weeping on the floor of my hotel room, like being completely distraught. And how do I say goodbye to everybody? And I've met so many people and so many people were believing for me. And like, what does this mean? And I remember (laughs) in a still small moment, I don't remember if it was when I left or after I left, shout out to my friend Jada, who was like, I think God knows you really actually do want to go home. You've been contending, but like he knows your desires, even when you think you don't desire it. Like, girl, you miss your family. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. Shout out to Jada, you know, she get me right. And I can't remember if I was still here and I was in the process of having to pack and and all that and buy a flight back home, or if I was sitting in Canada, you know, 2020 perspective, retrospective, it's like, oh God, I see what you did there. But God was like, you remember when you prayed 
and shout out to my friend Jeremy who had given me the prophetic word when I just the first day I met him. Mm. You wanted me to revive, like you know, dry bones. You wanted me to bring life back into it. You wanted a revival. You know, you wanted resurrection power. Mm-hmm. For me to resurrect something means that something has to die. Has to die. And in this case, it is your situation and you. And I remember being like, because I wanted it so God right? resurrection power. Like I was I was sick, you know. Right. I wanted all of that. Yep. And he was like, but you have to have death. Golly. And I remember going back and like I don't think now that I'm thinking about it, I really wonder what was going on in that tomb in three in those three days, because God knew how much I needed to go back home and just rest and recoup mm-hmm. for the journey He was sending me back to. But I remember, and being like, "Dang, God, you want to resurrect this, but you have to kill me, and I have to be okay with that, <laughs> and kill the situation, and Jeez. kill what it looks like." And you know, going back to Toronto and. Literally, it was what we talked about, part of the First Glance logo and being in that cocoon, right? right? Toronto, being back home on Christmas was the cocoon. Half of my friends were working. Half of my friends got sick. Like, I barely saw anybody. I was literally just in my room chilling. Like, um, you know, COVID cases were right. It was just like, I was just at home with God and, and talking to a couple of people who were encouraging me and being like, God, when and how am I getting back and what's going on? And there was a moment of silence when my work didn't get back to me and I'm just having to like sit in faith and not waver even when you're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that was kind of creeping right, in. Right. And I remember when God finally brought it all together. And at this point, I, I love the element of surprise and I didn't tell anybody I was coming back. And the story of how I came back and just how God moved and all of that. And I remember being so excited to come to Zoe that Sunday. And I remember just pulling up and in the various ways in which like, I, like, like I feel like how Jesus would have felt like coming out of the grave and being like, peace be with you. And people are looking like, I noticed that God was just in the, like, mm. and I remember like, specifically I'll talk about Rob. Um, who was in charge of parking and, hey. and who has played such an important role in my life and just walking up and he's like walking down and I like have the video still on my phone and he looks up and he's like, and also my hair changed. All right. Some people, you got you to know the face because the hair will change. Yeah. And he looks up and he's like, Erica, like the shock. And it was like, that was resurrection power in that moment because yeah, it was the saddest day, and, and, I, and I thank God for all my friends, and I thank God, like, specifically, not only all of you, but um, Emma and Alex, who had given me a plaque with, like, a picture yeah. of me serving, yeah. <laughs> and had everyone sign it, and was like, this yeah. is not a goodbye, this is to see you soon, and oh, you can't see us because it's a podcast, but I remember in, in crazy faith when you talk about it, and my friend Mariah reminded me of prophetic actions, not only when you say something, but when you do something mm. to prove that you have the faith. Let's go. And I left that plaque in the closet here. And I was like, God, please don't embarrass me. Like, I can't. I got to come back to this. This is what you said is mine. So I want to come. And I mm. remember leaving that plaque when everybody was like, we'll see you soon. This is not goodbye. And this is, you know, see you later. And leaving that in the closet and coming back to it two months later. Because I left 
I left in November and I didn't come back until the end of January. But really seeing God's faithfulness of being like, wow, you really did what you said you were going to do, even in the process of my death Damn. and resurrection, because it felt that much greater to come back to LA mm-hmm. than if I had never left. Dang. Yeah. Getting, you know what I mean? We're getting into it, you know? Getting the goosebumps out here. Golly. So thank you for that. Thank you for Jeez. that. And I think it's so important to remind people because we have such big impact and sometimes we don't know it until mm. someone takes up a mirror and says, like, I want you to see yourself. Mm. So thank you, Alpha. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> My last question is how can the good people keep track of who you're becoming and keep on looking again? So like you mentioned, you do music. How can people stay up to date with who Alpha is? Yeah, I mean, you know, nice little follow on the ground, maybe. Uh-huh, follow on uh, Spotify or Apple Music, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, whatever you prefer, mm-hmm. you know. He's got options for you not listeners. Sec- yeah, not secular to one box, you know, uh-huh, so mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, you know, way you want to do it. Always trying to show love and, you know, steward to you guys as well. Yeah. And give you all some, some gems and some good jams as well, you mm-hmm. know, so. Ooh, yeah. some gems and some good jams. I like that. <laughs> So yeah, Alpha Patron, mm-hmm. Alpha dot Patron on Gram, mm-hmm. Alpha Patron on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Y'all probably like, dang, Alpha drinking Patron. No, <laughs> Patron means boss in French and Spanish. Oh. Something like you know, my auntie used to call me when I was like a little man, mm-hmm. and so I kind of stuck with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like we're all Patrons. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not just a name; it's like a it's like a lifestyle. You know, what I yeah. mean? it's just you know, like we're the CEOs of ourselves and. As long as we allow God to be the number one boss, mm-hmm. you know, everything's at our, at our table, you know? Amen. Because what, what Alpha's always going to do is, is, give, is, is <laughs> give a good word. We can get that out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, Alpha, thank you so much for being on the podcast and taking this time today yes. to share of yourself. I think I'm and and... This is my last episode of my first season. So thank you for being my final guest. And this is a place where you can be seen and heard and known and Mm. loved. And for thank you for giving us an opportunity to take a glance at you because it's a play on first glance because you might not see the gold in people until you look again. Mm. And I think that you have given us nuggets of gold today. Mm, Um, So I thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Come on, man. <laughs> the tea it was inspired. You it know, we, we had a moment. We just had some tea. We were just ourselves. And we thank you all for listening. Let's go. All right. Goodbye. Season one in the books. <laughs> <laughs>